podcast is part of the Sports Social Podcast Network. You can't win anything. Hello and welcome back. How is everyone? Hope you've missed us. On this week's episode, we're going to be talking about an age-old topic. The term too good to go down is often banded around when teams escape or don't escape relegation. Sometimes you look at teams and call them too good to go down just for pure loyalty. Or you look at individual players and think, really? With that team? We're going to delve in deep and see which teams we think were too good to go down. Without any further ado, let's get into it. So I'll kick things off on this week's show. We've got David Holland and David Graham. Uh, unfortunately, Harper uh, will be joining us later on and Adam Miller is stuck in Germany. So, lads, is anybody really too good to go down? I'll start with you, Graham. Uh, too good to go down. Um, yeah, start off. With, hi, Dave. Hi, Paul. Uh, it's nice to be back for Series 3. Um, yeah, the question, too good to go down. Um, I that too good to go down for me is um, I suppose nowadays a bit of a cliche. It doesn't really mean anything. Um, back in the day, it was well, not so much back in the day, but it's play. For, my understanding of it would be that it's teams that have got good players, expensive players, maybe from um, a big club, well-supported club, that you wouldn't think would go down. I.e., three quarters away through the season, they're struggling, and people will say they won't go down. They're too good to go down. But at the end of the day, um, after 38 games, as you said, Paul, and they haven't done the business, they haven't done enough, unless they've had points deducted, they, they haven't been good enough to stay up. So, yeah, like I said at the start of my comment, it's a cliche, it doesn't mean anything. If you haven't done the business over 38 games, irrelevant of who you've got on your side, then yeah, you deserve to go down, you know? So that's, that's the way I take it, you know? Holland, do you, do you agree? Do you think, is it, is it, a, it is a cliche, but do you think there are teams that are too good to have gone down? No, it's just words. It is for me. It's just words. And for being an Arsenal fan, I think I'm going to find out the hard way the way <laughs> this season's going. It's funny that we're doing this episode now because it's come back to bite me on the ass. But no, it's for me. It's just words. Um, no one's too good to go down. And we're going to we're, the teams that we're going to speak about and the players we're going to speak about. We're going to prove that today. But uh, no, you're only good as your last game. And you know, reputation is reputation. Um, Again, I talk about teams on paper, and then it's all about teams on paper. If you're not performing on the pitch, you lose games, you go down. So for, for me, yeah, I, I agree with, with Graham. It is a cliche. It's, it's just words. Um, you, you, you know, if the, you've got star players, but if you don't, if you ain't got a team bond, you ain't got a team spirit, you lose games. And if you lose too many games, you're gone. So uh, yeah, no, I agree. With, I agree with Graham. How much of this? Okay, so the the too good to go down. I, I'm I can see what you're saying. I, I do agree with you. I think you you've gone down because you've not been good enough over 38 games. You don't get the the second best team win a Premier League or any league. You know you don't go all oh, the second best team won the league. If you're top at the end of the season, you've won it, and it's the same for going down. Except there's three places that go down. So you're thinking you should have enough to to over 30 games to to keep yourself in it. What is the reason, then, do you think that teams that have on paper, I said earlier, you know, West Ham, Middlesbrough, Leeds, Newcastle, back in the day, I, I, not as much now. I don't think there's a lot of teams. I mean, Arsenal is a, is a classic case at the moment uh, who are bottom in the league. I don't, obviously, I don't think they're going to go down. But if they were to go down and all these other teams who have gone down, what does it, what does it stem from? Do you think it's solely to do with management at that stage of relegation? You know, because you've got people like Big Sam and when we had Phil Brown on and Managers that almost like Neil Warnock, who, you know, are certain good at certain roles and getting teams out of danger. And there's other managers that just can't do it. Do you think it comes down to solely as a massive point is management? Uh, I think management has a big part in it. Yeah. 
But also, yeah, I would say so because if the players are not playing for the manager, that that contributes to so. You know, if you go to training every day and you think this is shit, this is not working, and they down tools, which happens, that that's got a factor. So if you can't get the players up for the next, like they get a, they get a drub in three four nil on the Saturday. You need a, you need a manager there that's going to be able to get these boys up for the next game. Right, move on to the next game. Let's go, and then you go to the next game and you get another drub in. Uh, it's it, yeah, I, I think management has a lot to do with it because in a crisis you need someone there that's gonna that's gonna uh, grab them by the scruff and, and and grind out results, keep you up. So. It's it's a contributing factor. It's not the sole factor because you don't know what the dressing room's like. You don't know what these players are thinking. You, you know, some of these players that want, might want to move out, want to move away from the club. And if they in their in their uh, in their clause in their contract is if they get relegated, they go for free or they go for a certain price. These sort of things can 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 play a factor. So there's many factors. Another factor is that they think they're too good to go down, and they can think, well, we. You know, well, we lost this one. There's no way we still won't go down. Look at this fixture list. We've got a Norwich. We've got an Ipswich coming up. We'll win that. And they don't win it. They get a draw. And it just, and it, you know, it just goes on. And then before you know it, they're 30 games in. And they're, you know, and they're six points in the relegation. And they need four wins, you know, and it gets to that. So there's, there's you know, there's a contributing factor in, in a lot of it. Graham, would you agree with what Dave said there? Yeah, definitely. Um, yeah, it makes a lot of sense. Um, the, the team that comes to my head, um, top of my head, sorry, is, is Leeds. Um, I remember them, um, without doing any research, they were challenging for the league. They were in the Champions League. I remember them playing against Milan, I think it was the quarters or the semis in the Champions League. Um, and then all of a sudden, um, with all these players, top of my head, they had like Martin in goal, they had Danny Mills, Radibi, um, Alan Smith, Robbie Fowler, I think it was there, Robbie Keane. All these top quality players. I, thought, I can't remember if Leo Fernand was there. Either way, he was there at, at one stage. Um, they, had a lot, they had an expensive squad. But as Dave said as well, with the, with the manager thing, there's only so much O'Leary could have done. Um, his man management, his team selection, um, tactics, etc. But I suppose when those 11 players get on the pitch, um, did they bond as a side? Were they individuals? Obviously not, because um, they, they, they just didn't do enough. Um, they didn't score enough goals. Um, maybe if they scored one, the other, hit, the other side scored two. I mean, we can talk for ages, I suppose, about what goes on off the pitch. But at the end of the day, whenever you sum it up, it's what goes on for 90 minutes between those 22 players, you know, and over 38 games. From, you know, they just and the other teams you mentioned, Paul West Ham, and it was um, a couple of the other sides. It's just about consistency, and uh, you know, and I suppose well, players that are individually there. good maybe had bad season. We spoke about Thomas Brolin in the past, about him being individually good, but just not bonding with other teammates. I don't know, you know, it's maybe a bit of one, a bit of another, you know, I'm, I'm not too sure how to nail it down, you know. Well, you brought up Leeds then, and you, you, you hit the nail on the head with Leeds, was it, which 2003-2004 season. They dropped out the top flight for the first time in 14 years. Um, but they went down with, uh, uh, it was uh, Leeds, Wolves and Leicester all went down on joint 33 points. It was only gold, I think it was Goldifords that, that's, sent them down um, and they, they had uh, Robinson was in goal Ian Hart Matteo um, Dominic Matteo uh, Nick Barnby James Milner Lennon Viduka Batty um, Alan Smith and Viduka between them got 20 goals that season um, at that time and and yeah are we going down I think Leeds was a big surprise for a lot of people but what they was it though Paul because I looked into this and they they failed to qualify for the Champions League the season before yeah and they had to start selling players uh, didn't they so uh, Oliver, uh, Fuel, Nigel Martin, Kuehl and Decor yeah. all were left yeah. that season. That's That's got to do something to the dressing room. 
you know, for morale, you're thinking, Jesus Christ, you know, the whole team's crumbling here. That can't be that can't be good, especially if you're taking a beating and you think, fuck me, we've just lost these players. So, you know, that a financial thing has kicked that off. I don't know. You still got you got 20 goals in Viduka and Smith, and he still went down. I think you still I know they had some problems, but you would say they're a, 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 a good enough team to still stay up. And yeah, I'd say they would. If you look at what was left, you still would think that that was good enough to keep them up. Yeah, I mean, it's just uh, obviously it was the writing was on the wall somewhat. They finished, I think, it was five points behind. Uh, I think Everton. I think Everton and Man City were the the, the two teams above them, um, and their their goal difference that season was the same as Wolverhampton minus thirty nine. So they only scored forty goals that season, but they conceded seventy nine, which is like massive. Mm. Um, and they and they they they, they sacked Peter Reid um, mid season. And they brought in Eddie Gray on a temporary basis, uh, but and then was replaced by Kevin Blackwell. I mean, again, this that's a like, shambles, though, isn't it? If you're talking about what three manager changes in a season as well. Yeah, this is what I'm saying. Uh, that's, you know, that, that's rele- that's relegation sort of stuff as it is anyway. Isn't it? So that goes down to management. I think it, I was I'm not sure on this one. Was the players? I think it's management coming in, and Peter Reid was a decent manager. But then you're replacing with two, you would say, rookies and being a Premier League scrap. It'd be interesting to know if they had someone in like a red nap or Allardyce or someone at the time. Obviously, would they have survived? I think the answer would be yes. So management is really important. On, on I, I, I definitely think. But then we'll go on to. I mean, who would you say is the most famous? Too good to go down in quotation marks. Uh, Graham, what team would you say in the Premier League? We'll, we'll use an example that you would say, yeah, that they would. They seem too good to go down, or the biggest shock for you that went down. Would you say? Um, Leeds probably um, just basically based on playing in the Champions League and um, challenging for the, the league title the season before well being in with a shout up at some stage um, I can't think of any other team that had top quality and world class players to an extent that that actually went down you know um, refresh your memory if there is any I don't know I can't well, remember I mean you got Blackburn in the 98-99 season but who was in their side say again mate Who's in their side? I can't remember their players. Who they have? Uh, they are Kevin Davis, who came in for a record seven and a half or seven point two five million, and they've also brought in Nathan Blake, um, Tim Flowers, Stephen Henshaw, Sutton, Duff, Dunn, uh, Janssen at the time was the next best thing. Jason McAteer, you know, four years previously they were lifting the league title, uh, and then then they there was you know the season before they were title challengers, um, but this season they ended with thirty five points. Hodgson was sacked after just a few months. Uh, after obviously they brought in the record sign and he didn't really hit the ground running as our biggest flops would, would say to you in, in that situation. I think that was one of the biggest shocks because you, you you won the league four years previous. That's a quick turnaround to be into. Uh, and when they, this season, you know, they was going in, I think the fifth favourites for the league title and they went down. What What's that about? Mm, I think as well, I mean, if you look at them on pay, like the players you've mentioned, the, the good players, don't they? I think... Some of them may be slightly better, but the good players, I think, most of them you've mentioned. So I suppose when you look at on paper um, and you see, well, this looks like a top six side, just maybe outside. I said, and then at the end of the season, you look at their results. And you think, well, they shouldn't have lost these games, but in reality, they did. But why did they? And I suppose if you dig a bit deeper, you, you, if, you go, if you start going into it, you might look at the actual games and think, well, they were outplayed for 90 minutes by, I don't know, a Norwich or an Arsenal or something. They did, you know tactics managerial things you know it's like i just said previous it's hard to nail it down but yeah it's disappointing when we've got a team that's got good players and they do get relegated it's a bit of a shock but 
Yeah, I, I suppose, uh, I know what you're saying about Blackburn, but probably Leeds for me, just based on playing in the Champions League, will probably be, and the amount of money Rids, Ridsdale invest, invested at that time, they'd probably be the bigger ones during the 90s to 2000 period for me, Paul. I, I, no, I definitely I agree. I think at the time, the Leeds is quite a big one. I think the Blackburn one again, and I'm a big you know, a big advocate of the manager. I've used managers quite a, a bit on the early days in terms of how important the manager is. Um, you know, it's the same thing. They had Roy Hodgson, who was sacked in November. Uh, they, they they came to United and they got Brian Kidd, who was named as a replacement. Never managed um, a team before. Um, I mean, again, it's just the, the mismanagement of it. If you're in a relegation dogfight, why would you bring in a manager that, I know he's associate at Man United at the time, but Brian Kidd and was, was seen as a really good uh, tactical, tactical person and a good coach. But why would you risk sacking Roy Hodgson, who's got abundance of experience with management for a rookie who's who who you're banking on take you have a relegation fight i just think that's mad i think that's uh, holland what do you reckon they just it, do you know what they do they do this they do this on the off on the, they're just it's pure hope that this young manager is going to come in he's got he's had ferguson's experience he's going to have to be like ferguson he's been with ferguson he must have took stuff from ferguson this guy's going to come in the results are going to change and he's going he's going to be our fergie because you basically you don't do that based on anything else other than pure chance that you, or pure hope that this is going to work out because there's nothing in it that he's ever done that you look and think he's going to get us out of this other than he must he must have took some tips from old Fergie while he was there but now I say you, you know with a lot of these guys that a lot of these teams that are struggling they, they make they make these changes very rarely work out but like you say you got an Allardyce or a Warnock or whatever they uh they, they, they tend to turn it around. Old Adelaide have done it a few times, but it don't always work out. Nine times out of ten, it don't. Well, well, on the Blackburn thing, again, we spoke to Stephen, Stephen, Stephen Honshow about this, and he said, and he did say, we just thought we weren't going to go down. He just yeah. kept saying it. He, he rated Brian Kidd. He thought Brian Kidd was, was a, a really good coach, but I think he said the same thing, man management. He wasn't great at the man management part. Great coach, not great at man management, and they looked at, the, as you said earlier on, the fixtures and the teams coming up, and they just thought, we'll get a run together at some stage and then then they're down i mean uh, you know i'll bring harper in harper i'll, I'll, I'll join in what, what what do you think about the the leads in the blackburn situation well personally i just think like they were they in my i know leeds are a big club but i just think i know they had good seasons prior to that but i don't think that no one's safe in the premier league like and I just think it just goes to show that like, you make a couple of changes and you could you could end up in the shit. Harper. Yeah. Was you, was you still supporting Blackburn when they went down in 99? How did you feel? Uh, to be fair, I only, I, only, I only liked them when Shearer and Sutton was there. When well, they Sutton split was there. Up. And Sutton I'm was there, still... he went down with them. Yeah, yeah. But Shearer won't. <laughs> no, no, Shearer won't. As soon as he fucked off, that was it. <laughs> okay so obviously so Blackburn and Leeds Graham you said Leeds for you personally the biggest surprise as being too good to go down you'd say Leeds what about the Borough team 96-97 we've covered them before Roy Musto spoken about them you know Emerson uh, Ravanelli Janino uh, we've got uh, Robbie Musto obviously uh, Brian Robson was player manager Branco Swartzer, um two cup finals and obviously they were docked three points and, and uh, Musto was quite adamant that they wouldn't have gone down with those three points with 
were kept, which is true in speaking. But they still got to the last game of the season and they only need a win against Leeds to stay up, but they only got a draw. They got so, to two cup finals that year as well, didn't they? Yeah, two cup finals and a relegation based on the fact that he couldn't fill the team. And so Musto's point of it was, in his eyes, they never got relegated because they they, they should never have been deducted the three points because they was told they was not going to be upheld. But even still, they had the rest of the season to still get themselves out of trouble. And they only needed three points against Leeds at the back end of the season to, to, to go up, to stay up. And, and they couldn't do it. I mean, for me, that's a massive... I mean, that's a golden era, I think, the, the, the Borough team going down and two cup finals. I don't think it's been done since. I think the last time they got to a cup final was Wigan and they won the FA Cup and went down. Obviously, Borough didn't do either. What, what about that? Would you say, again, good, too good to go down? Should, should they have changed their manager? Because they, they didn't change their manager at the time. They, they stuck with Robson and they still went down. I was just going to go back onto the Blackburn situation. Um, didn't they sell Sherwood in January? Yeah. And I think... Well, I was reading up about it, and it, that basically made a massive difference. Like, because he was, he would score goals, and I, I don't know if he was the ca- captain at the time. He was captain went to Tottenham. Yeah, they came in from. I think. Yeah, he. We went. said the same about Leeds Lee as well. During when Leeds went down, they sold their they sold three players just before they went down: Harry Kuehl, Oliver De Court, and Nigel Martin. Yeah, well, that's what I'm saying, is that, and that's what I, that's what brings me back to the point. I'm saying like that if you do when you are a club like that, like. We can say, look, how many teams look at like uh, Oldham, for example? Like, look where they are now, like, and they all Swindon. They all had good seasons in the Premier League, but if you make a few changes, in the, I'm not, I'm not saying Leeds are a small club because they're not, but they should. You, you get rid of a few, you sell a few on, and next thing you know, like I said, you just back to square one. You're fighting every single season. Well, the Blackburn and the Leeds one, as, as Graham said. Um, it, you could relate both of them to financial reasons because both had to sell players, both were in a bit of a financial problem and it, it spiraled quite quickly. Whereas Borough weren't in that same situation. Middlesbrough had were building on, on um, where they finished the season. I think they finished 12th the season before uh, and they were they was building the team to, to progress. And normally with the, the inclusion of the players they brought in, they're really good players. Um, and, and for Britchie, I think it scored 30 goals that season, two cup finals, and they, they still couldn't stay up. And that's nothing to do with finances. That was nothing to do with... Is that more, again, that you can argue management, but if you get the two cup finals in a season and you get the last game of the season just needing a win, how... Leeds had nothing to play for that, that last game of the season either. And they still couldn't get the three points they needed. Do you think players may have down tools at this stage? Uh, that's what I was thinking straight away. It, I, I, I would have been adamant it was down tools. But the, the FA Cup final and League Cup final, make, it, it sways me a little bit to think, how can you down tools and get to two finals? Yeah, but, then, but what what you're saying there, Dave, maybe like they down tools because they didn't want to get injured and they wanted to play in these cup finals. Oh, yeah, it could be, yeah. So, so you, so, okay. So they didn't down tools maybe, but uh, Harper's brought up a very good point about the cup finals in terms of maybe not putting that extra 10% in trying to keep back for the cup finals. But surely being in the Premier League was, was more important to the players. Or oh, that goes back to what I think it was Graham, did you say about relegation clauses in their called it Holland? No, Relega- me, I said it. You know, you get you get to leave for free or all this sort of shit. It's in your contracts, isn't it? Yeah. yeah. That that borough team as well, there was a lot of foreign players. Yeah. Franco, one of them, was another one. Franco was there. Uh, you, you you know for a fact they had that written in their contracts. Old Ravinelli, they had all them all them clauses written in their contracts that if they went down. 
that uh, they go for either free or a certain price and all this sort of shit. Because they weren't taking a lot in it. I know a lot in the contracts they have is that your money your money goes down if you get relegated as well, and they weren't going to be staying for none of that. Well, they was they was fourth in September, Barra. Was they really? Yeah, they started off a free all draw. Uh, Ravenelli hit a hat trick first game of season against Liverpool. Remember that one, yeah. Yeah, so their last three games, they had Man United away, Blackburn away, and Leeds United away, and they drew all three games. Um, they drew three three of Man United, Janino Emerson and Craig Hignett, drew 0 0 of Blackburn, and 1 1 with Leeds. Uh, and then that season when they went down, they had, yeah, they finished on 39 points and a minus nine goal difference, which is quite a, one of the lowest to go down with. So again, they only needed one more, one more, you know, two points would have taken them up above Coventry and Coventry would have gone down. I think it's just, uh, yeah, it's just a crazy, crazy situation. I, I can't pick the one on Burrow because I, as you said, I don't know if they, it's uh, the players down in tools. Let's, let's go to someone that like, let's look at West Ham then, 0203. Um, they went down with the highest accumulation of points by a relegated team. They finished 16 points ahead of West Brom below them and 23 points clear of Sunderland at the bottom. They went down with 42 points, but weren't good enough to avoid the drop. Um, you know, West Ham squad in 2002 and 2003, I think a lot of people would argue this was the best squad in I, I was I was about to jump in and say that. You know, like, the I agree Leeds was the biggest shock. But if you're looking at players individually, West this West Ham team, you, you, you would never believe they went down. So well, you had Rio Ferdinand, Michael Carrick, Jermaine yeah. Defoe, Paolo De Canio, Freddie Canute, Les Ferdinand, Joe Cole and Glenn Johnson. Now, they probably weren't doing it. They all moved on. And it's not Les Sir Les, but they all moved on and done better things. So at the time, they were young and all that sort of stuff. So I understand that. But if you're looking at it from now, you can't, be, you can't believe that team went down. Yeah. And then they had players like John Monker, uh, Ian Pearce, Scott Minto, Thomas Repka, Nigel Winterburn, Christian Did you put Ian Pearce in one of your teams, Paul? I did. Yeah, yeah, I did. Shocking. <laughs> Leave him alone. He's de decent. Graham, what do you think on the on the West Ham situation? Would this be one of the teams that you could see on paper in terms of names and what they went on in their career to say how did that happen? Yeah, definitely. There's some great names you've mentioned there, especially like Glenn Johnson and Paolo Di Canio, Sir Les, etc. But I, like I said at the beginning of the of the show, um, it's a th over 38 games. I mean, Paul, when we've done the London clubs episode, we spoke about Queens Park Rangers, didn't we? On the, the famous Fergie time with the Canton goal for 10 yeah. minutes extra time. And you actually, I'll quote you, it said, nobody loses, nobody gets relegated in one game. So over the 38 games, West Ham, individually good players, as a unit, didn't do the business. You go back and look at their results and they've gone down for a reason. You know, maybe they scored two goals, the opposite side scored three. You know, on the day, those 22 men, I, I did, the only way I can sum it up is just haven't been good enough um, for many reasons. Um, tactics from the manager. I, I remember Trevor Brookin now, you say he was right at the end, wasn't he? He came in and replaced somebody. Uh, but yeah, if you're not getting it right on the pitch, irrelevant of uh, what's going off it, you, you know, those those guys for 90 minutes have still got to put the effort in. It just it just wasn't enough and they deserve to go down. I don't think they've got any points deducted. So I can't, but there's not really any excuses for me. You know, the, the, the worst, the worst three teams in the league go down for a reason and the winners of the league win the league for a reason, in my opinion. So, well, that's yeah, a it's a shame with the talent that was on show, but it's one of them, isn't it? But I'm going to go back to management on this one because Glenn Roder, the season before, finished seventh, right? And it was real high expectations the following season with like Sinclair, Defoe, Johnson, Carrick, David James in goal, thinking, right, we can build on that. And you would normally think, right, this is a good platform to then take him up. 
the first, I think, seven or ten games, I think they won two in the first ten or twelve. No, actually, they've one, two, three, four, one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine, ten, eleven, twelve, thirteen, fourteen, fifteen. They won three and fifteen in the opening of the season. They just couldn't. Nothing was happening for them. Um, but Glenn Roda, for for love or hate him, obviously, he had a brain tumor and collapsed in April of that year. Um, and they just started to turn a corner. So from from February, from the new year, um, they beat Blackburn, lost to Liverpool, lost to Leeds, and then they went on a seven-game unbeaten run. Then they lost to Bolton, and they beat Man United, Middlesbrough, Chelsea, and then drew with Birmingham the last four games, which Trevor Brooking came in and took over for the last couple of games. And again, it's that nostalgia feeling, trying to get that, that, that club legend to come in and kind of really G the lads up to keep them up. But if Glenn Roder didn't fall down, well, didn't have this tumour, do you think that had a massive effect on the players, maybe? Uh, you know, having a manager himself, maybe he was, at the beginning of the season could have found out about the tumour. There could have been some issues there in terms of training tactics. Do you think that had a big bearing on, on them going down, Harper? Um, nah. I, I disagree. Nah, I, well, I don't think that made a massive difference. Look, they're professionals, like... You get paid to do your job, and I just—I just don't think they did a job properly. But it, but to go down with that many points, you know, they finished. As I said, that the difference between them and, and West Brom and Sunderland was massive, and it was just there was just two points away from from staying up. Do you not think if they brought in someone? I go back if they brought in Trevor Brookin. Do you think if they brought in someone? Well, I, I, even with Trevor Brookin coming in, to be honest, they won their last five games, in the, four games in the city, or three games in the draw. Better interrupt, Paul. But I think uh, it's a you know with the league, it's not like a cup. I've mentioned loads of times. It's about it's it's a marathon. It's not a sprint. It's about consistency as well. You keep on about the the points difference. What was it between West Ham and the fourth and bottom? What was the point difference? West Ham had forty two and Sunderland had nineteen and West Brom had twenty six. No, no, the fourth and bottom. Oh, Bolton had 44. So, yeah, Bolton done just enough to stop up. And that, like I say, it's, it's, a, it's a marathon, not a sprint. And that was enough irrelevant of how they got their, got those points or won those games. You know what I mean? It's, it's an if, but maybe with a Roger thing, you know. So, like Lisa, they're professionals. Um, they go out there to do a job. And over, over 38 games, it just, it just hasn't been good enough. And no, there's reasons for every side, for every side that's been relegated over X amount of years. You know, there's reasons, excuses. But, yeah, yeah, like I say, it's a shame, but... Not good enough. That's just my just my opinion, but you know. I, I mean, I mean, yeah, I, I understand what you're saying about being professional when everyone's out to do their job. But if you if if you like a manager and you're fond of a manager and he's going through something like that, it could subconsciously affect you. I'm not saying it did. I'm not saying you know it, it, you could use it as an excuse. All these other things, and they yeah, you should. Do, but people don't just turn it on. If there's things going on in people's lives, you know what I mean. It it, it, it could affect them. I mean, we'll never know because, like Graham said, it is if buts and maybes. But that, you know, them players could have loved that club. Glenn Roder played for him, and then he's going through that, and it, and it affects the team. Now, it, yeah, look, that's just my that's my. Shout well, out let's go on to Newcastle in 0809 season, and, and I was mixed on this one because they, you know, they don't like Mike Ashley. They appoint Joe Kinnear and then Alan Shearer. Um, just a, a general mess as a club Newcastle have been for the last 15 years anyway. So I was almost a mix of you include them in the other teams. But at the same time, you know, uh, Kevin Nolan, Joey Barton, Nicky Butt, Alan Smith, Damien Duff, Michael Owen, off of uh, Martins. And on paper, you know, 
really good players again. I would say this is one of the teams that I would argue and said they down tools. And I don't think, I mean, Owen got a lot of stick for the Newcastle performance that season, but I think he said himself, his heart weren't in it. So, and they went down with 34 points. And again, at one point is all they needed to, to finish above Hull, which they, they obviously couldn't get towards the end of the season because the last game of the season, uh, they had, uh, who was it? They had Aston Villa away and they lost 1-0, uh, which they went, well, they lost the last two games, Fulham 1-0 and Aston Villa 1-0. I think that that would be an argument for downing tools. I don't think they would, they, that Ashira particularly got on with everyone there, potentially. I don't think Kinnear definitely didn't get on with anyone there. Um, would you would you say that was the only, the club that, when you say is down tools, those are the players that you maybe argue with down tools? Half or would you? Well, those players that you just named then, like if you, <laughs> did you say to Graham or me? You, Hops. Yeah, go, Hops. Oh, yeah. Um, yeah, those players that you named uh, were Newcastle. I just think that they are a massive club. I think that a lot of players went there just for a wage. That's my opinion. I don't. I don't really think that they care about the, the club or anything. So they were still getting 80, 70, 90 grand a week, regardless. So I think that's why that team went down. That club's just a shambles, and it still is. That club's never recovered since that they went down there. They're still the same club as they were then. The, the owner doesn't care. The only people that care about that club is the fans. But that it, they, that club is treated like shit, and uh, and the players probably thought the same. You know what I mean? Like, like yeah, I agree with Harper. It, they it, they're just paying for their playing for their money. They don't give a shit about that. Like, see, like I say, Michael, you said Michael Owens come out and so he didn't give a shit. So you know, if he didn't give a shit, you know, I mean, I'm sure half of them didn't. And that, 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 that club's just a shambles. But that's because the owner, the owner's made it that. He's been threatening to sell it for God knows how long. No one wants to fucking buy it. Um, and all he cares about is Sports Direct. And that, that's filtered down to filtered down to the team. And they're just, they, they've gone to pot. They're, they're, they're just, they're hanging on by the skin of their teeth every season as it is. And it's been, it's all come from that season. Because they were, they were a good club. When when they were when they when they were going up against United and all that, I love it if you beat them. When Keith, they were a great club, you know what I mean. You could get on them as a neutral. I mean, I know when Shearer went there, Harper started supporting them, and um, you know, but now they're just they're just a shadow of that that of them days when uh, Asprilia was there and all that lot. They're a shadow of that. Graham, would you agree? Yeah, yeah. Lee and Dave make some uh, valid points there. Um, I'll, I'll go with the consensus. Yeah, unless you're in the dressing room as well. Um, know what was going on, but yeah, the, from what you read in the media in the past and the way, that, like Dave said about Michael Owen, etc., where they come across it, like it, it, I must agree, I must admit, it did come across like they did down tools. It's a shame as well to have a legend like Alan Shearer take over that you can't get yourself up to fighting relegation. Um, yeah, of the other clubs you've mentioned, West Ham and um, Blackburn and Leeds, I do agree with, with, with yeah that Newcastle did when you watch them on the pitch, it did look like they didn't give a shit. Where the other type, other sides did seem to try, but it just didn't work out. Whereas Newcastle, yeah, gave up. Um, it's sad, really. Like Lee said, they've come over for a wage, get a nice little payday, uh, maybe a clause in their contract if we go down. I'm going to this league, that league, or wherever. So yeah, yeah. So let's say Newcastle are a big club, as in um, fans-wise, aren't they? And not so much history because they haven't really won anything. But yeah, it's a, it, yeah, it's a shame. It's a shame. So you've had Alan Shearer to come and sort of lift the spirits and it didn't really work. If, if anybody for Newcastle, you'd want Shearer, but yeah, yeah. Yeah, I'd go with that consensus, boys. 
So, so let's let's round it up then. So, do we all agree there's no such thing as the term "too good to go down," or do we think there are surrounding circumstances that maybe created the a team to go down more than not being able to play? So, we, we use the the Leeds and Blackburn financial problems had to sell players. Obviously, Team Morel was down. That's why they went down. So, in technically, they're too good to go down in terms of the ability the players have, but surrounding circumstances. Or do you just generally think, look, it's 38 games. You haven't won enough games and you went down. Yeah. It, what, what do you I think? I agree with that. Yeah. That's reality for me. Yeah, same. On paper, they took too good to go down. I, I get that. And what you pay for players. But, like, yeah, like, I agree with Lee. I've 38, just what you just said, Paul, over 38 games, if you haven't done, done enough, it's a, it's a marathon, it's not a sprint. Um, and and the, the, the fourth place team above you have done enough, then yeah, facts, unless you've been deducted points, like the Middlesbrough um, thing you mentioned, Paul, which is debatable, isn't it? You know, they would have stayed up, etc. But yeah, nine times out of 10, you haven't, you haven't been good enough. Irrelevant of who you've got on your side. So yeah, I agree with that, mate. Yeah, I think, uh, Holland, would you, would you say the same thing? Yeah, no, I, told, I said it at the start. No one's too good to go down. If you're not performing, you lose. Oh, um, no, no, matter of, no matter of your name. But when you go back and look in history and you go through the squads, you go like we have, or you know, you look at it and you think, "Cool, blimey, look at this, look at the players you got in this team." Surely they were too good to go down. But it's just words, and it's just on paper because no matter who you are, what your name is, or what you've been paid for, if you ain't winning football matches, you get relegated. So no one is too good to go down. Yeah, I, I think we go down this But I said that at the start, Lee. I said it's funny we're doing this episode when Arsenal are rooted to the bottom of the league, no points, no goals. But I wouldn't even put Arsenal too good to go down in that bracket. Arsenal would just shit. So, uh, yeah, what will be, will be. I'll take I'll take 16th at the minute. I will take it. Well, let's talk about some of the... Um, we've got about the too good to go down. What about the uh, the so-called great escapes? Do you remember, what, what's your, your biggest memory of one of the best, uh, you know, last day goals or something that kept a team up? What was your... Graham, I'll start with you on this one. The great escape. What's the, your, from your memory... What was the greatest escape in football in the Premier League we're using? Well, we was a good example. I can't remember the year, Paul. It's, it's definitely in the noughties. Um, 07, 08, wasn't it? You, it, was, it was yeah, like, it was around about that time. Um, so I haven't got anything in front of me. Around about that time, because I wasn't going then. I lived at uh, Wolverhampton then. But yeah, we was we were struggling. I think we had a good run of games. We beat Man City away, I remember. Um, the Amansi Kamara. Do you remember him? I remember him scoring. And yeah. when, I think we went on a little run. And I remember watching it with my old man. We beat Portsmouth away from home. And we did enough to stay up. I remember the tears, like my dad trying to hold him back sort of thing. So that, that was a good one at the time for us. But I think the, the one previous, I think, um, sticks in, maybe most people said, was West Brom's great escape. I always remember Kieran Richardson being, um, I think maybe the last day, correct me if I'm wrong, being put on his shoulders and all the West Brom fans invaded the pitch. But Fulham and West Brom, then the two in the noughties that stand out for me. I can't really remember any great escapes in the 90s. Was Bradford one of them? I um, I remember Rodney Marsh when he was on Sky Sports saying about uh, he'd shave his head if Bradford stayed up, but I can't remember if that went down to the last day. I, I, I can't remember. Do you remember but the, on the Fulham one, Dave, you, you mentioned that you stayed up with goal difference that season as well. Yeah, that's what I mean. It gets red, red Fulham between Fulham and Reading, was it? Yeah, it was. Um, uh, Danny Murphy had uh, from a corner, I think, it was or a free kick. Uh, I think he scored a free kick. Um, and then you stayed yeah, up. Yeah, against Portsmouth, but I think it was between Fulham and Reading to stop up, wasn't it, by a goal that's difference? Right. Yeah, I think that's right. Yeah, yeah. I'm not too sure, but yeah, it was victory over Birmingham and a bit Fulham's fate in your own hands. So you beat Birmingham and it meant the last game of the season was all down to whatever your result was, was you decided whether you went up or, or went yeah, down. Yeah, I think it was, Paul, yeah. And that's just really interesting because you've got, uh, you know, 
on the flip side, we said about uh, Leeds, only uh, it was in their hands to stay up or stay down or go down, same as Middlesbrough, and they couldn't do it. But this team at that time managed to do it. I mean, your top league goal scorer that season was Clint Dempsey on six, which, yeah. you know, you went on after that and you, you had a quite a good run. And you said the West, the West Brom um, uh, relegation uh, or the Great Escape West Brom. What year was that? That was 2004, 2005. I think that was before the Fulham one. Yeah, I'm sure it was. I always remember Richardson being on the fan shoulders. Do you ever remember that, that in yeah. your head? That's Brian the last day of the season. Was Brian Robson? I think it was Robson. Oh. I think so, Paul, yeah. Uh, yeah, our, our, our man from Cardiff played for him, didn't he? Old, uh, Robert Earnshaw. Ern, Ernie was there, I think. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, that was a good one. I'm sorry, oh, Holland, Harper. Sorry, we, we, we forgot you there. Well, my, uh, Holland, uh, great my, my greatest um, memory of like a great escape was um, I went uh, QPR versus Man City in 98, I think it was. Uh, and Jamie Pollock scored that own goal. I don't know if you lot remember it. We ended Is that up at Man City League. Yeah, yeah, that was a Man City. Yeah, I remember that. Yeah, <laughs> it's a blinding goal to be fair. Yeah, yeah. I, um, <laughs> I stayed up there at Blackpool for the weekends, like with my dad and stuff. And um, yeah, we went to that game. And by the end of it, well, that single point kept us out in the division, and Man City went down. Uh, that was like obviously that one in the Premier League. That was no, don't matter. That was first division, wasn't it? Yeah, first division. Yeah. yeah, but yeah, that was probably one of my greatest memories of a, a great escape. That own goal. Holland? I remember uh, Pompey. Remember an old Harry Redknapp? Yeah. Fucking pulled this wonder. When he, uh, I think I looked it up, he said he, he got more points in his last 10 games than he did in his whole first 28. Yeah. And, he's, and he's ended up with a great escape. Oh, fucking Harry. They got there's, they got they got Harry on his shoulder with the fans in the last game of the season when he kept up. Harry Redknapp's on their shoulders running around the pitch and all that. <laughs> performed a fucking, performed a miracle. They were fucking. They were eight points from safety when they hosted Man City, but like they, they were set to go down. Uh, they were set set to go down nine games without a win, and uh, and then Pedro Mendes slammed a stop this time winner in the top corner. And uh, yeah, and they, they yeah. So I remember that one. Uh, I don't have any from my team on like like Lee because well I will have one at the end. Of this. We'll do a recap at the end of this season see if Arsenal escape, but. Um, <laughs> We'll revisit this episode. You're right. Um, yeah, yeah, yeah. For for me, I think yeah, I, I, I'm going to say Leicester. Um, Twenty four. That was well, that was Yeah, but you're going in. Graham's going to run off now. Graham's going to leave the, <laughs> leave the chat. He's off. No, no, I'm fine. You've, got, I'm you've fine. gone past. You've gone past the yeah, the bit we're allowed. I know. <laughs> it's just outside. No, it's the okay. Days, but I think you've got to look at it and go. You know, their title win the following season. You're thinking this team were, were nearly relegated. Um, uh, they went on. They what? They they twenty nine games in their previous season. They there were seven points from safety at the bottom, uh, and they went on to win the league the following season. Uh, it's just that's just bonkers. I don't think I know we go about winning the league, but in terms of no one saw it coming, they kind of just put this run together at the end of the season, and they just were fantastic. And then they stayed up and won won it. I mean, Graham, you're talking about we'll go back to the nineties for Graham's uh, benefit. It was I think. Older in 92, 93 was the was one of the well, do you not remember Bradford City? Well, that's what Graham was talking David about. Weverell scored. Yeah, I couldn't remember what year it was, Lee. What year yeah, was that? It was 99, like 99, 2000. Uh, they yeah, like they have all the fans on the pitch, they were going nuts. Yeah. <laughs> I remember Rodney Marsh, um, when he was on Sky Sports, he said if Bradford he was that confident Bradford would go down, he said he'd shave his head, didn't he? Yeah, and he they did. stayed up and he had to shave his head in the middle of the pitch. Yeah. Fair play to him, he did yeah. it. Um, I was just looking up, <clears throat> just so 
just like a bit of a trivia, does anyone know the longest serving team in the top flight? Got to be Arsenal, isn't it? Everton. Everton, yeah. It, it's Everton, is it? Everton, yeah. Um, but they've they've had two uh, great escapes. Yeah, they did, yeah. Moyes was one of them. Yeah. Oh, what was his name, Lee? Against Wimbledon. Um, Graham Stewart. Yeah, Graham, Graham Stewart. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, Graham. I remember that. Yeah. They, um, yeah. I think, uh, you, I don't, this is like a classic for like, remember the old sticker books, and you can picture his face, Barry Horn. Yeah, yeah, Barry Horn. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. He, he used to do a like, um, oh no, no, it's Peter Beagle that used to do the, the Luar Luar flip, didn't he? Yeah, 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 yeah. Somersault. Yeah, yeah. Somersault. He was there then. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Barry Hall. Bloody hell. <laughs> well, yeah, Everton, oh. twice they stayed out on the last day of the season. I think 93, 94, and um, I think 97, 98. Also, how- remember West Ham done another great escape in 2006, 2008 when Reserano and Tevez turned Tevez, up. Yeah. And they, 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 West Ham won seven of their last nine games to stay up. And old, uh, old Tevez smacked a few in, but then old uh, Mascherano ended up going to Liverpool. Because they, they came from mad, some mad age. West Ham didn't buy them, did it? It was an agent. Third party. It was a third party. So they was owned by a third party that had, a, I think, Mascherano, he didn't even start for West Ham. He couldn't even get in the West Ham side. I know. That's mad, isn't it? <laughs> yeah, and then walks into the I'm Barcelona side. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, Paul, going to relegations. Yeah, back to relegations. In 1992, Nottingham Forest went down in yes. the first Premier League season. That's yeah? right. You see, you know the player, you know one of the players that are playing for him, the, the guy, Mr. Man United, he's pulled us <laughs> out of every fucking thing. He's pulled us out. Of, he, we, he won it. We, we didn't have him. We wouldn't have won nothing. Blah, 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 blah. Go on, you name him, Paul. Tell the, tell the listeners, this fucking hero who, 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 who dragged Man United out of the fucking shit, which season after season, See all that. Go on, name him, Paul. Tell me this guy who took down Forrest. <laughs> took down Roy Keane. Yeah. He took down Forrest. Gets in every fucking gets in every team we ever do, and the cunt couldn't even keep up fucking Forrest. <laughs> he was the attacking midfielder back then, though, Dave. Not a defender. Oh God. <laughs> I he think too on good a, on to a, go a, down was he? <laughs> he was too good to go down on his own. Yeah. Oh God. <laughs> well, guys, look, great to be back. Um, season three obviously uh, launched last week with Nigel Winter Burn episode, uh, and then obviously with this is th- this week's, we've got a few more episodes to come up. Some great guests, uh, lovely to talk to everyone again, and I think we'll, we'll see everyone next week. Sports Social Podcast Network.